All right. Uh, it is an unusual day here because uh, we're covering the, the tragedy involving Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, who uh, collapsed last night after what appeared to be a routine tackle of uh, T. Higgins in the Buffalo-Cincinnati game. And uh, a guy that I haven't uh, heard from in a long time is joining us right now. <laughs> John, I feel like I haven't seen you John, forever. how you been? How's life, uh, all that? I don't know what day it is. Yeah. I don't know what year it is. We just got off the plane. Uh, I, this is the first time I've been in Los Angeles since two days before Christmas. Mm. And then this thing happened last night, which is just... I think everybody's in shock. Yeah. Um, and and I got to thinking that, uh, and and maybe I'm a little bit guilty of overreacting, but I don't think so. Um, guys, they they can't play this weekend. Have you talked about that at all? That they they yeah the we have saying they they haven't talked. I mean, it it was clear to me last night, and I was doing the Laker game, so yeah. I was I I didn't get this like whole story until after it was over yeah we were in charlotte but these players the last thing they wanted to do was play football and you had that doctor on earlier that you were playing sound from yes. that says he could be sedated for a couple more days yeah. yeah yeah and they've got a week off between the championship games and the super bowl it didn't always yeah, used to be that that's way. right but what they should do is use it in other words just say hey um we want everybody's head to be in the right place. Yep. We want Hamlin to be safe. And we're going to just shut it down this weekend. Um, if it, it happened during 9-11. They, the NFL was thinking about playing, and all the players said no. Yep. And they, they said no games. Yep. And there's no Thursday game on the schedule this week because it's week 18. Yeah, there's Saturday games instead of a Thursday game. Right. But Saturday, Mace, is four days away. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't you, if you were Roger Goodell, make an announcement today saying, hey, this has been a shock to everybody that we're close to and everybody that's involved. We're just going to take a week and get our heads together. Wouldn't that be the smart way to go? So what's interesting about this is, Momo, you found, Toy Cook referenced it when mm -hmm. he was on the show, and you found it that 1971. Do you yeah. still have that story yeah. in front of you, Momo? Yeah, I think so. 1971, a player, Chuck Hughes, Chuck Hughes yeah, collapsed. Michael knew about this. I never knew about it. Collapsed I mean, of a Johnson heart attack, and they just went ahead and played. played. Pete Rozelle, the late Pete Rozelle, the commissioner of the NFL, said his biggest regret as a commissioner was in November of 1963 when John F. Kennedy was killed. They played the following weekend. Yeah. And he said, we shouldn't have done it. Um, guys, we almost watched a a football player as a result of something happened in a game, and he's still not out of the woods yet. No. We almost watched a guy die last night. Yep. And it is... Now, were you watching, John? Or no, you no. were doing the game. Doing the game, and I looked over at Billy Mack, and he was he was Bill McDonald, our TV guy, who was three, four seats away from me. And he had a monitor with the game on, and with the football game on. And Michael and I were just watching the basketball game. And, and he said, are you watching this? I can't take my eyes off it. I'm having trouble concentrating. I said, well, turn it off. He goes, I can't. Yeah. And after the game was over, I understood what he meant um, because it was something that none of us have ever seen before. And, you know, I was a sideline reporter for UCLA maybe 20 years ago, and I was working a game in Pullman, and UCLA had a wide receiver, and he had a collapsed lung yep. as a result oh, wow. of a hit. And the thing that I was pleasantly stunned by – 
was how quickly they got that ambulance on the field. Right. And I thought about that last night, that I know because of the line of work I'm in, and you guys do too, I know a bunch of athletic trainers. Mm -hmm. And this is why you need a certified athletic trainer at every level, high school and up. Right. Just in case something like this happens. And, I, you know, the other thing, Mace, I was thinking about was um, I emailed Amanda last night and I said, hey, um, I was a little embarrassed that ESPN TV was covering this story. And then they would go to a commercial and there's somebody hawking chunky soup. And it was Sean McVay, who I'm sure was horrified by it. Sure. Because Sean, you know, loves football and loves players and. And, and when I woke up this morning and I had a night to sleep on it, I thought, you know, we got to give everybody a break here. I sure. probably overreacted. It's, un- we- it's unprecedented yep. what happened. It has never happened before. Like today, Mace, I didn't know. Like, have you been doing your live reads? I did one. I did a read for uh, Jacob Imrani, yes. Like, and, and I, you know, we'll ask Jacob when we see him again, um, uh, you know, whether he would want to sit this one out. But I don't know. I mean, I can't. Maybe ESPN needed to take breaks just to give those guys on the set a chance to breathe. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's the interesting thing, John. Like, we've been on the air since, uh, what, 1245. Mm -hmm. And we don't – there's not a lot to go on here. I mean, there's we we yeah, know no updates really. There's no there are no updates. Uh, you know, it may not got, be for a couple of days, and it may take a couple of days for there to be updates. Um, and in terms of your take, I think last night those guys. I mean, I looked at Susie Colbert and I looked at Joe Buck, and uh, you know, I saw Scott Van Pelt and Lisa Salters, uh, Lisa Salters uh, on there, and I thought, boy, it's got to be hard to to kill. I, funny, uh, Joe Buck did an interview with uh andrew marchand at the new york post and he talked about how he felt it was okay to be silent at times during this uh situation that went down that he was able to stand back he wanted to provide information give all the necessary information but also to stand back and to to be that guy that showed reverence during what was a really really shocking because John, I'll be honest. I mean, watching it, I, I thought for sure he had passed away right there. I the way everybody was reacting, I felt like that might have been it. And I, I remember when um, when Hank Gathers passed away. Yeah, and Chris Fowler was anchoring Sports Center, and he said the news from Loyola Marymount is the worst. And I was dreading hearing that. Yeah, I was just hoping. Come on, man, you got this. Guy's got to pull through. Um, and, and I love the story about the the Bills fans are so great. Every time somebody needs help, they just, they answer the bell and then some, and I don't know if you guys have talked about it, but he was trying to raise money for a toy drive and his goal was to raise $2,500 and now they're over 3 million. They're actually at 4.7 million, John. Yeah. I I mean, part of me, and this is a, a ridiculous thing to say, but part of me really wants Wants him to wake up so somebody can tell him that. Yeah. yeah. Because I think that news would, would brighten his spirits and maybe help a little bit. Yeah. I, but I, I, I want to, you know, before I like the, the email I wrote to Amanda is something along the lines of, can you believe ESPN's going to commercials? This is ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. And I was wrong. I, I, 
I think we got to cut everybody some slack here. Like everybody's killing the NFL for not immediately announcing the game yeah. was canceled. Yeah. And I, I thought Frank Isola on Around the Horn today had a really good point. Let's say the NFL canceled that game right away. Like they looked at the in the eyes of the players, they saw everybody crying. They that's said, it. Okay, that's it. Game canceled. Everybody would have left the stadium immediately. Maybe the ambulance then can't get out. Totally right. And so their delay, and I'm, I'm not giving them credit for waiting. I, I just think they were trying to manage this. But the fact that they waited allowed the ambulance. Because think about every time you go to a game. When we get there, we all get there at different times. Yep. We come in waves. When you leave, everybody leaves at once. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so hard to get out of the Rose Bowl or get out of Crypto.com Arena or get out of anywhere. By by waiting, they gave the ambulance a straight shot right. to the hospital, which may, in the big picture of things, help. But well, I, and the I other don't... the other part is, John. I mean, that deliberation process. I think you know you've got New York, you've got Sean McDermott, you've got Zach Taylor, you've got the officials on the field, you've got the yeah. players' union that needs to be consulted. It's natural. It would take a little bit of time. To figure that out and you're right i mean maybe the whole thing was to slow play everything so that the ambulance could get out of the uh parking lot i mean that's totally possible well and you use the right word unprecedented i mean you don't know how to deal with something that's never happened before and this has never it, and isn't that surprising that you think of all the football that's played from yep. high schools to colleges and you know all of us have been to between the three of us we've been to thousands of games um and this exact thing had never happened before and i i think the right thing to do again would be to cancel this weekend but i'm not going to stand up on a soapbox and criticize the nfl because i think that everybody's dealing with something they've never dealt with before and i think that we have to allow people to do that to you know to react to it and and i i know this if this happened to one of you guys I don't think I could be on the air doing shows, and mm-hmm. I don't think those Buffalo Bills players can play. Right. Um, and uh, I don't think they can make the game up. I'm not worried about them making it up. No. I, and, and, you know, the one thing that struck me about this when I got done doing it, and the game, the Laker game was great, and LeBron was great. Ah, oh, so good. And he's been unbelievable for 11 games in a row. Yep. I was stunned how little of it mattered when I found out about this. When I found out about this, I was like, what? Although I, I, I'd forgotten. I, I just called this great game where the Lakers had played great. It was the end of a road trip. They finished 3-2. and two. I mean, there's, there's tons of things we could, we could have talked about today if this was a normal show. Yeah. When, when I was watching this, and I, I had trouble sleeping last night because I kept waiting for the update that this kid was okay. Yeah, I was and watching I, Twitter. Yeah. And then I realized, you know what? It's not, it's not going to come anytime soon. And it's it not going to come, come on it may our, not come today or tomorrow. It's not going to come on our schedule. I mean, everybody right, wants information. Right. Tell me something. Tell me something. It's not going to come on our schedule. It's going to come on the schedule of these medical professionals who are taking care of them. Right. And for that reason, because we can't control the schedule, is why I would I would lean towards not playing. But if they want to wait and announce it tomorrow or the next day, that's okay. But I, I know this, that most of the time when teams play after something like this, after a real life situation like this they regret it they wish they would have taken the time to you know to not i remember when 9-11 happened and and the nfl said we're going and all the players said no we're not going and once the nfl opted out then college football followed then high school football followed um I would imagine there isn't. You guys have probably spent very little time today talking about anything else, but this. no, for the most part, this. I mean, we we 
uh, talked about a couple other things as we went along. But yeah, this has been the the main story of the day. And uh, you and know, it is everywhere, by the way. Yeah, and that's all I'm thinking about is this guy, and and I don't know him, and and uh, yet we all watched it happen, and we all love football so much that when you realize somebody could be killed as a result of something that happened in a game, it just hits you in the face like a like a cold bucket of water. You're just you don't know. Uh, you're you're saying to yourself, what just happened here? And you know what, John? It was so. I, I was watching – so many people saw this game because it was really the game of the weekend, right? right. I mean, so many people Great were match. tuned in for this. Uh, it's for number one seed in the in the AFC and all that stuff. So I think it's magnified by the fact that everybody – that it was probably ESPN's highest rated game yeah. of the year, I'm guessing, because it was the most high leverage game they've had all season long. Uh, it's magnified by social media, which didn't exist in 1971. Yeah. When Chuck Hughes died. When Chuck yeah. Hughes died. Um, and they continued with the game. Uh, everybody knows about this. Everybody's uh, following this story, and everybody wants to know what's, what's going on. Um, but the weird thing about it was it was, not, it was nothing out of the ordinary. Right. It it looked like I we've mean at one that we've seen a hit like that in every game we've watched. Yeah, probably 200 hits like that this yeah. weekend. And you know, at at some point uh Joe Buck were calling it and they said, "Hey, that's what makes Joe Burrow great." And the next yeah. thing you know, uh there's a Bills player down and I think that's uh I think that's Demar Hamlin and then we we got the chilling news that you know, the players circled around and performing life uh, saving procedures, CPR, and all that stuff. I just, I've never experienced that as a sports fan, and nobody has. And and so that's why, as we all react in real time today, we should give each other a break. Um, you know, Twitter is is accessible, as I've talked about a million times, and people love to rip other people. But if you're somebody on Twitter ripping the NFL or ripping somebody for a take or you know doing whatever you're doing, you know. Nobody knows what to do or say because this has never happened before. And and you've got to give people time to kind of figure it out. And most of all, you got to give this guy time. you got to give DeMar Hamlin time to get better. And it, it sounds like, if you listen to the doctors, you guys have been playing clips from, from people all day, yeah. that that's one thing that this is going to take is time. That he's sedated and he might not wake up today, he might not wake up tomorrow. But I heard you guys play one clip when I was driving back from the airport um, that uh, from a doctor who said he's seen people do 100% full recoveries from this. Yes. Chris Pronger, the hockey player, got drilled in the chest with a puck, and the exact same thing happened to him. And he you know, went through it, recovered, and continued with his career, which is what you're hoping for for Hamlin. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, well... I don't know if we'll be able to talk about all the other stuff tomorrow. I hope we can. I hope we're going to get some good news here, but who knows? I mean, I think we need to play all this you know, stuff by ear. John, what's what's interesting too is we we think about how long is like I was thinking about it after Kobe passed. There was, uh, you know, we couldn't talk about anything else for a long time. Yeah, I don't they even know some, how long we we went without uh, at least about two weeks. Else. At least but there two was weeks, a. Yeah. Um, I think they they canceled the game that night. Remember, they canceled the games for a week. Right. And, um, For a week, yeah, and then the Lakers played Portland a week later. Yeah, there, I think I remember there was a Friday night Clippers a, game that got can, there was a Clippers game that yeah. got canceled. I remember there's that. always a and and even now, like I think as much as I want to give people time to make these decisions, most teams have practice on Tuesdays. Like it's, yeah, it's I don't know how they I don't know like, how you what play. are you going to do? Like yeah. you, you that's why I think up? you buy like them a week, Ramona. I yeah. think you you say all right, we have 
we got lucky. We have a week between the championship games and the Super Bowl. We're just going to put everything on pause for a week and get everybody, you know, in the right frame of mind. Because one thing, guys, about playing football is if you're not focused and you're tentative, that's when you get hurt. Like you talk to DeMarco or Kirk or anybody, Keyshawn, yeah. anybody that plays football, if you're tentative, if you're not into it and you're thinking about something else, whatever it may be, um, that's when that's when you get injured. Yeah, your guard's down. And, yeah. yeah. And, and so you've got to give everybody a chance. And they're smart. The NFL, you know, has, has a lot of smart people working for them. It's the most popular sport in the world. Um, I know soccer players might disagree with me, but NFL, and at least in our country. In our is, country, for sure. Is, is the biggest deal going. Um, I think that they could buy themselves a week. And if I were Roger Cadell, that's what I would do. Yeah. But I, I realize it might take time to get there. All right. Uh, hey, I will, uh, I'll see you in person tomorrow. Yes, sir. I will see you tomorrow, and, uh, and hopefully we'll get some good news between now and then. Yes. All right, man. All right, guys. Have a good show. Happy New Year. Thanks. See you. I wondered when I was going to see him again. You never know. No, I mean, he just were, disappears for stretches. It was a long December, man. It was a long December, I was yeah. trying to look back and see how much, I was like, when was the last time I saw Ireland? I think there was a game I went to. Isn't... I think there was like one Laker game I went to where I saw him. Don't they have a ton of home games coming yeah, up? coming it up It seems now. like they yeah. should have a stretch There's a stretch. Of like, home I think games. Dallas is coming through, Philly's coming through. Is there still a Grammys trip? I think there is still mm-hmm. a Grammys trip, which will be February. Yeah. But hopefully, yeah home a bunch right uh so ireland's back tomorrow all right we will uh keep you up to date on everything going on with uh, bill safety damar hamlin uh actually i've got a interesting uh piece of sound from boomer esiason that we'll okay. play next speculating about what may happen this weekend into ireland's point maybe nothing mason in ireland momo's in for john 710 espn Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, so a couple of things here. Again, no update on DeMar Hamlin, who collapsed last night during the Bills Bengals game, and uh, the world was watching. Um, First, and this is kind of to John Ireland's point, uh, Boomer Esiason uh, on The Fan in New York talked about uh, what may transpire or what could transpire with the rest of the NFL schedule and season. And DeMar uh, Hamlin's you know, as far as the NFL is concerned, like I said this morning, I mean, everybody is focused on DeMar. That's the most important thing. That's what I've been told. 
uh, that they will eventually get around to f- trying to figure out what the options are as they move forward with the regular season for every team. Um, and I do, I do know that uh, the week in between the Super Bowl and the championship games that is sitting there open, uh, there's a chance that you know everything will take that weekend into account, and maybe there will not be that week. Uh, between the AFC Championship game and uh, you know, there's a two-week period in there. Mm-hmm. There, there may that they may use that week as Championship weekend. You see what I'm saying? Yep. And then just move everything back so to where they could move the first round back a week. Where they, I, I, I would think the way that that would work if it did would mean that there would be no games this weekend. Yeah, and then everything just oh, moves interesting. a week and back. Then, and then maybe Cincinnati and Buffalo restart next Monday. That's wow. That's possible because there's no Monday night game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's, there's so every, there's, every, there's Boomer Esiason mm-hmm. and his that sort of uh, yeah. speaks to what John was talking about. Um, I I'll be honest, I've got two angels on my shoulders right now. One says, yeah, they should suspend play for the week. The other one says, there's no way the NFL would do that. I think um, a lot depends on what happens in the next four hours. And the prognosis for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if we, you know, if we get a positive update in the next day or two, I think they play. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think they, and what, what's, what we all talk about that, you know, John was talking about, um, you know, get, you know, the, the network putting commercials on or whatever it is on, on some level, there's no handbook for something. like that. No, no, there's no handbook. There's a, there's a reactions and you got to give people a break on, on how they handle it and have these human reactions. And I think with, with, um, with everyone going forward, like what's awkward, what's we still have to do a show, like right, like the like the show still goes on. We have to do something, so we talk about this. But the the teams are playing this week, if and they have to practice. If they are going to play, they have to prepare like they're going to play. And and I assume I would assume that most teams, I mean not yeah. the Bills, but most teams probably did hold practices today. Yeah, or they showed up and and, and did a little it something. walked through or whatever, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah, did a little something. You know? Because in the event that there are games, you got to be ready. You got to be locked in. You got to be yeah. ready to go. I, I think they either showed up today and did a little something, or or told everyone to stay home today. But tomorrow is when people start needing clarity. You have to prepare. I mean, there's a sort of you can't ask people to go out there and play if they're not, if they haven't had a week of of preparation and clarity and and all of that. Right. And I, I think you're right. I think a lot of it will have to do with the prognosis. Yeah. If we get if we get positive news, then I think probably without question the games go on. If we don't get positive news, or in the event we we get bad news, yeah, I I can imagine that there's a scenario in which those games would be rescheduled. We'll take the yeah. week off and we'll use that week between yeah. the championship games and the Super Bowl to sort of fill in yeah. uh, time. You asked me earlier about what it's like to be a reporter covering something yeah. like this. Yeah. And um, there's always a couple of rules and it's it's hard. Um, I remember when I was going through this with, with, with the Kobe situation. One, that was real. That was just horrible and awful. And yes. I knew him very well. And yeah. We were friends and especially after he retired and it was like um, but there are certain things that you hold to, which is that you just try to treat people with respect yep. as you're as you're talking about them and to them. And um, 
and you don't you're not afraid to be a human, which is a good rule to live by in any situation you do, right? Yeah. Um but also like don't get ahead of yourself. Just don't. I know everybody wants to get these updates and, and any information. Give me the news. Give me, give me the, the news, information. The Tell me something. Yeah. And and there's a sort of like, please just don't get ahead of yourself. Anybody who's ever known somebody in the hospital. Yeah. You Even if you're there. Yeah. I mean, I remember when my dad was dying. You don't know. Yeah, you don't really you know. You don't know. And I've certainly, uh, it took time. And it's it's going to take time this, this, this way also. Yeah. And that's, it's really hard because- we all we live in this world now where like we nothing takes time like you you can usually get instant yeah I want information now yeah I followed Ian Rappaport on Twitter Adam Schefter on, I want that where is it yeah where is it where's my where's my news yeah and 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 real life doesn't work that way particularly in uh, in this area there's also another one and I and I think this is important for anybody um, in life and especially with tragedies like this um, don't make it about you right. <laughs> Like, like there's this, there's the, you know, everybody wants to be involved. Everybody wants to help and you can do that. And the best thing you can do is to pray and to keep them in your thoughts. But, but there's this weird thing that happens with media where like you sort of make people make it about themselves. Right. Sometimes. I thought that was interesting about Joe Buck last night. He did not make it about himself. Troy Aikman and Joe Buck did not. In fact, they stood back and they were they yeah. gave us all the necessary information but they were also reverent they did not in any way make it about themselves mm-hmm. and joe buck's a pro i know i joke about joe buck but he's a pro yeah does hate the dodgers <laughs> I don't you know had to that. add it in you had I, to do it didn't I you i just couldn't hold myself back do you really think he hates the dodgers bergman do you it's it's tuesday and no i don't it's I think Truz- John Smoltz does. Yeah. It's Tuesday. And yeah. John Smoltz does. Joe yeah, John, Smoltz, does John Smoltz hates yeah. the Dodgers. No, yeah, I don't yeah. think Joe does. I've come to like Joe. We had him on the show during the pandemic. He was a great guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Fantastic guy. Really good. All right. Uh, coming up next, I was all excited to come in and be pissed off about the uh, Trojans defense today, but that sort of got sidelined. Waylaid. Yeah. Yep. Tomorrow, I guess I can. I don't know. Rocket. Tee off on them, yeah. Tee off. Um, I was. I. I thought for sure you were leading the show with dry New Year's with Andy Cohen and you know I Anders had, Cooper. I had that stuff. I had that stuff. How but was, I mean, all of it. It was. It was boring, wasn't it? The dry CNN New Year's. I just wasn't yeah, into it. Yeah. I, don't know. I tried. And then they had uh, who they have the guy, the guy from Succession, Brian Cox came on. I saw Brian Cox on there. Yeah, it was okay for a little bit, and then he got kind of heavy. Yeah, we he like, did. What? Get, it gets super heavy. Yeah, and you could feel the host being like, "Hey, man, what are we doing here?" But Kevin Hart saved New Year's. Did he? He was so good on that. <laughs> he was so funny on that. All right, uh, we will get you the uh, very. We'll talk more about our New Year's tomorrow. Okay. Um, coming up next, uh, we've got uh, the very latest. In fact, we've got a. An audio montage. Is that what we would call that, Jorge? Yeah, from ESPN Sports Center. An audio montage from uh, Sports Center with a bunch of different people in sports talking about the situation with Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin. Also, uh, Sedano and Cap are coming in here uh, in about uh, 20 minutes, so make sure you're here for that. Mason in Ireland, Momo's in for John, 710 ESPN. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. 
Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. All right, uh, so it's been a, I'll be honest, it's a, it's a, it's a different kind of show. Um, Bill Safety, Damar Hamlin is in critical condition in San Diego at the UC Trauma Center. Uh, he has, I'm sorry, Cincinnati, what did I say? San Diego. San Diego, UC uh, Trauma Center in Cincinnati. And uh, he's in uh, critical condition. He has been intubated. He has been sedated. Uh, and we have no further update. Uh, the family has made a statement uh, saying, you know, thank you for your prayers. But there's been no medical update and jorge has found a how are we going to do this jorge an audio montage yeah they called it collection of voices on espn sports center so do you want to just why yeah. don't you just say the names as as they come up okay okay to watch somebody you love on the ground aaron Rodgers, cpr i mean that's when it gets real like they're fighting to save this guy's life not in the locker room or at the hotel or at, in the hospital like on the field yeah i can't even imagine what that'd be like to go through i think it's your football mortality uh, just comes right face to face because uh, one of your brothers in the fraternity of the NFL is fighting for his life right now. I'm so proud of everyone. This is Jerry Jones. Um, of everybody's immediate care went to exactly where it should be, and that is uh, for him and and his family and uh, his teammates. It puts everything in perspective. This that, is Nick you know, Sirianni. You come, you come uh, back to work and you have a loss that you're really upset about and you're and you're and you're thinking about that and then something like that happens at night and just puts puts everything in perspective i've always been a believer that sunny when things like this happen sunny dykes uh there's always a cloud and there's always a certain level of anxiety and, and i found the best way to, to deal with that is to talk through it you know just to be honest and open and uh and say hey look let's let's sit down and talk about these things that concern us all and and try to deal with them the best the best way that we can. I think guys. And here's are, Mike Verapel. You know, they understand, you, you know the the um, the severity, you know of this. They understand the the game and and, and what we love, um, you know. And sometimes things that you love the most and that can give you the most can also take the most away. So there's a uh, an audio montage of uh, a bunch of uh, significant. NFL figure and Sonny Dykes. Did you watch either of the semifinal college mm-hmm. football playoff games? I watched both. So they were two amazing, phenomenal games. Great games. I mean, my uh, that that Georgia comeback was incredible. The TCU upset, um, not at all the combination I was expecting. No. In fact, I thought I was holding out. I thought Ohio State, Michigan were going to play. Yeah. In fact, they're the two that are. I still out. don't. I still feel like the best game and the real. It felt like the real national championship was was the um, Georgia, Georgia Ohio, Ohio State, State game. 
Yeah, that felt like, whoa, those are the two best teams. When you watch TCU and Michigan, it kind of felt like, oh, how come these guys are two and three? Like, they both lost. TCU is a 14-point underdog, yeah. I think, to Georgia. Um, I also had a weird thought, of, like, Sonny Dykes, wasn't he the Cal coach like seven years ago and couldn't win there? He yeah. was. Yeah, he was. I mean, it was just like, so it, it's so random. Like, it's such a random school to be in the national championship. So as a Trojans fan, yeah. I followed them all year long because right? if, if they lost, USC had a better chance of making the playoff. Mm-hmm. And every week it was like, come from behind, field yep. goal at the buzzer. Uh, I mean, all that stuff. Uh, they were right on the edge all season long and somehow somehow beat the uh, the Wolverines. And now there's a lot of conversation today about Jim Harbaugh maybe uh, going to Denver, taking on the Denver Broncos job. You talked to the Carolina owner, too. Talked to the Carolina owner. There's an opening there. Sean Payton is mm-hmm. going to go somewhere. He's already lined up Vic Fangio, former Broncos head coach, longtime mm-hmm. defensive coordinator, to be his defensive coordinator wherever he winds up mm-hmm. going problem with him is that you'd have to because he's under contract to the saints you have to literally make a trade for sean payton and for example may not be a fit in denver because they gave up draft picks to get russell wilson to get russell wilson so they may not be capable of making a trade for sean payton so harbaugh may be uh the right answer there and i think harbaugh harbaugh will be successful when he goes back to the nfl he was successful everywhere he's been everywhere he won at Stanford. That's not an easy place to win. Yeah. Wh- won at Michigan, it. especially with all the people, you know, the, for, it didn't happen right away, but he won there. Won with the Niners. Took a team to a won Super Bowl. Won with the Niners. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that uh, he's probably going to land in the NFL. Every indication is that he's probably going to the NFL. It's interesting because he went to Michigan, so it's an alma mater job. Yeah. And usually you don't leave those. Um, like when you, and they didn't win this year. I thought it would have been easier if they won. Yes. Uh, but you have to, Harbaugh is he's just wired different but he's also his brother won a title his brother won a Super Bowl right yes with the with with the uh, with the Ravens and um I don't know there's a sibling thing <laughs> like he just it's the one thing he hasn't done so he he didn't win in college football he didn't win a title well he he won a lot and he beat Ohio State which is a big yep. deal for them yep he after going dry against Ohio State for a few yeah, years yeah and he had, you know he interviewed for the Viking job last year and didn't get it they went with Kevin O'Connell remember yeah with, yeah, with Harbaugh, and so obviously the and he still wants to go back to the NFL. He just does. You could feel it. I mean, same with Pete Carroll. Like he won at USC. He didn't win a national title. Did, they didn't win a national title. USC. Yeah, tried two of them. Did he won two of them. Yeah, they won the last Texas one. They lost the Texas one. They won once in the polls, and they won once le- oh, straight in the polls. up. Yeah. Who was the one they won in the polls? I'm trying to remember this one. Is this a pop quiz? I don't know. Why I don't am know. I remember? Didn't I, Oklahoma I feel- win that year? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, there was a sort of incompleteness no. to it. Like he was great. There was no incompleteness to the Pete Carroll era. Why am I? Am I? Am I? Am I, I could be wrong. It was the. It was one of the funnest teams. Funnest. It was a great era. I covered a lot of this era. Yeah, it was the best. But it cover. was. But it was. Uh, I feel like with Pete, like there was always this sense he wasn't going to be a college football forever because he wanted to go back to the NFL and sure. win there. There's a sort of incomplete. Like same. I always thought with Nick Saban, there was a. He might want to go back there one day. Yeah, like two, maybe national, somebody... two national championships. Okay, one was what? 2003. The they finished number one in the AP and won the Rose Bowl. Uh, and 2004, they went 11-0 and and won the Orange Bowl. But it was, yeah, it was before the playoffs. There was a, there, Greg, there was something split about it. 
I think well, they yeah, won no. the BCS that year. 2000, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2003, they were one, number one in the AP and number two in the coaches. Yeah, but okay. I, I say two national yeah, championships. Yeah, okay. Okay. You're right. I, I, 63 I, I definitely can be 14. wrong. <laughs> yeah, LSU won, beat Oklahoma in the Sugar yeah. Bowl for the BCS national championship so they, that year. But they split. That's the year I yeah. think yeah. USC. Co- LSU was no, coaches poll number one. USC was AP poll number one. Yeah, right. I, I claim okay. that. I claim that. Yeah. You can't claim that. They weren't in the BCS national championship. The AP claimed it. The poll afterwards, they didn't play in the national championship game. I've got him for two national championships. Okay. <laughs> God, 97 and 19, he was at USC. That's really good. It was also a great era. It wasn't just one good year. Yeah. And they were like the coolest team in college football. We had so much fun. We were uh, the Trojans flagship yeah. station in those days. And every Tuesday we would do the show from Heritage Hall. And talk to Pete for a half hour um, as we broke down the previous game and talked about the next game. It was mm-hmm. it was such a. I remember those those luncheons because I I was a those reporter. luncheons they and everybody they, went to those luncheons except and I ate the food. Yeah, the food was it was really questionable. Yeah, it was like how many times has this we usually some gummed up ziti or something. Yeah, like it was that. like it was like this is probably in the dorms last week. Yeah. And they're like, it's still good, maybe. Yeah. Let's give it to the media. I thought so. Remember that? Oh, do I? Yeah. yeah. I mean, gum-dub I think Gumdub ZD. <laughs> That's what I remember. Gumdub ZD. So uh, we are, uh, obviously, it's been an unusual show today. Mm-hmm. We've uh, adapted. Uh, we have no medical update now on Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin. Um, I did want to play, though, LeBron James talked about. Uh, DeMar Hamlin last night uh, after the uh, Lakers game. I've seen the play, but I don't know exactly what happened. Uh, my my thoughts and, and super prayers goes up to the skies above for that kid's family, for him, for you know that brotherhood of the NFL and everybody a part of the NFL family. It's definitely the right call by either whoever made that call, Roger, Roger Goodell or whoever had an opportunity, to, the authority to make that call to suspend that. Uh, the safety of our of players in, in all sports is always the most important. So, you know, it's a, it was a terrible thing to see. And, and I wish, uh, you know, nothing but the best for that kid, uh, for the city uh, of Buffalo, for the franchise of the Bills. Um, and like I said, for the rest of the NFL, too, as well. And also the Bengals that was there, um, and, you know, playing in that game. So I'm, mm. a, I'm a huge fan of the NFL. I'm a huge fan of football. And, you know, you, you never want to see anything like that happen, um, even in that, the type of competition that they're playing in. Yeah, that's the uh, LeBron. Who, by the way, before that interview, led the Lakers to a uh, a, a win in Charlotte. Big win in Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know the the Hornets. As I was watching that game, I kept thinking, Hornets are going to melt it down. They oh, are going to sh- jettison everybody absolutely. except Lamelo. All I was thinking watching that game was PJ Washington would look pretty good. Pretty good for the Lakers. He would. Like there's there's just there's there's te- there's guys on that team that would help other teams. I mean, this is the first quarter of the NBA season. It looked like people were putting on a good show and not tanking. The guy that was ridiculous in that game was Terry Rozier. Yeah, I mean that three at the end of the game where he was stepped out of bounds yeah. was just <laughs> sick. That was an unbelievable yeah. shot. They got some good players on that team. They do, and I think they're going to melt it. I think they're going to yeah. trade everybody except everybody's on the market except Lamelo. That sounds right. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, if they all get actually traded, but they'll, that seems like a team, the teams that I- You can take a piece from there, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's there's teams that you look at in the NBA and go, okay, when is the when is the tankathon going to start? 
and it's about now. Yes. <laughs> it's about once we get p- past the trade deadline, then you kind of know. But Orlando is a team that could go either way. Houston yep. could go either way. San Antonio definitely tanking. Yes, definitely. You know, uh, looks like Charlotte. Oklahoma City that could go either way. Sometimes, sometimes you have good young players and you can't. You can't stop them. You, you can't. can't they're going to win a little bit. Shea Gilders Alexander. Yeah, Detroit. He's going to do what he does. It's another team. This looks like uh, definitely tanking. Yeah, right? but there's Utah's a team. I, I don't think they're tanking. They don't. So far, they don't look like they are. No, I think they're their winning initial, just enough. Their initial intention, I think, was to tank, yeah. but they have been surprisingly good. Yeah. So if you're the Lakers and you get those teams, you those are the those are the wins you got to bank right now. Yeah, you beat the bad teams. Don't lose to the Spurs. They 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 don't. They're not necessarily giving it everything they got. Right, right, right now. Um, all right. This portion of the show is brought to you by Jacob and Ronnie. Uh, winning matters. That's why after an accident, you go to calljacob.com or call eight four four twenty four Jacob. That's eight four four twenty four Jacob. We got uh, Shinano and Cappy coming up for you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, again, everything you need to know about uh, Bill Safety, Demar Hamlin, and his situation at a trauma center in Cincinnati. We'll have for you throughout the afternoon and through Shinano and Cap. Mason in Ireland. Momo in for John. Seven ten ESPN. All right, and we will get Shadano and Cappy in here in just a couple of minutes. Um, the We've really done the show with technically no medical updates uh, mm-hmm. from anybody in Cincinnati uh, regarding the the health and the prognosis of uh, Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin. If you're watching that game last night, it was, and I was watching it, chilling. That's the one word. To, it yeah. was chilling. Yeah. Uh, and... I don't think I've ever heard a stadium go so stone cold silent. Because remember that that crowd was what that was a Cincinnati crowd. They were up and they were loud and they were, and and it just went silent. And I have never. I don't think I've ever seen anything remotely like that. And I I'll be honest. I thought. I didn't know if he was going to leave that stadium alive, the way players were reacting and the yeah. fact that they were uh, doing CPR and all that stuff. I had, I mean, I when he left on that ambulance, I thought, well, they it's lucky that there were so many medical professionals, professionals and first responders there. You know, I'm like they they keep showing the scenes of the players on the field last yeah. night. Like, I mean, they and people on the field saw. Like they were protecting him so that everybody else wouldn't see yes. him. They gave him some respect and some privacy. But like the players were seeing what was going on, and it was obviously really upsetting. And like I, I, you know, I've covered very high-profile, horrible tragedies. Like I remember standing outside when Lamar Odom um, had his overdose. Yeah, that's in right. Las Vegas, and I was outside the hospital for a long time and getting updates. And it's interesting. You know, there, there's this, there's this push to get information, and there's this push, but like, Lamar is okay. <laughs> like Lamar, I didn't think Lamar was going to make it that. No, night. a lot of people didn't. I yeah. mean, I, it felt very, very touch and go with Lamar. I, I talked to uh, subsequently. Like I can say this now. Like Kobe went to see him that night, and the when the first people who had treated him didn't think he was going, to they thought he was not going to make it. Like they thought it was a. Such a bad situation, and it took a while to get him revived, and everything that happened, it didn't, did not look like he was going to make it, and he's okay now, he's fine, and so I think that that's why you gotta, you gotta give 
to things time to play out and not try to guess at things and not right. try to predict. Um, you know, as much as it was terrible and upsetting to watch, and I'm sure all those players in the field don't sort of never forget that. Like, let's let's see. Yeah, like give him a, he's got a chance because they got there fast and they were able to do CPR fast. Like it's it's really a a miracle that that, that he's able to have a chance after something like that. And. You know, we've had this conversation. John brought it up. Uh, Boomer mm-hmm. Esiason talked about it. Whether or not there should be games this weekend, or there will be games this weekend. You know, football is a is yeah. a physical sport, but it's also a mental sport. And actually, Toy Cook said something interesting mm-hmm. when we had him on. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, that the the playing field could be a refuge yeah. for some of these guys. Mm-hmm. That it may feel. And, and again, no decision has been made. We we know this. There won't be a Cincinnati-Buffalo uh, game this week, yeah. resumed or any other way. That's not going to happen. Uh, but there is no announcement or no changes uh, regarding officially uh, any of the games this weekend. Uh, but it's very possible that they do take advantage of the bye week between the NFC-AFC championship games and the Super Bowl and push everything back one week and take this weekend off. That's definitely a possibility. Yeah. Um, but again, that's a that's a theory and a possibility and a hypothetical. We don't know that that's necessarily being considered, but I would assume it probably is, right? I think they have to. I think they're going to make a call on this by tomorrow. They have to, because teams have to prepare one way or the other. I mean, somehow, if you're going to try to play this weekend, you got some. You have to start getting your your mind right somehow. And there's there's really no mind right about it. There's nobody. I I was at the game after Kobe passed, and it was horrible. But they they enough time had passed that people could process and they could play. And remember, everybody was you know Dame Lillard had an amazing game that time. And yeah, but but they people people knew what was they they gave him some time. Right, right. You know, and it required some, and it may require yeah. some here. Um, that may be the right thing. And I would imagine the players and coaches players association. Uh, NFL coaches are probably going to have a say on this. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to weigh in on on what exactly to uh, to do um, with the games this weekend and whether or not they go on or whether they get pushed back be- using the bye week from uh, the uh, Super Bowl, that extra week there. Um, by the way, I thought that everybody last night on ESPN did a great job covering this story. And I wanted to highlight one thing. Um Right after the game, if you were watching, you saw this. Right after the game, Ryan Clark was on with Scott Van Pelt. And I thought he captured the moment uh, from the perspective of being a former player uh, and and put things into perspective. I think the, the first thing, this is this, um, this is about DeMar Hamlin. Mm-hmm. And um, it's about a young man at 24 years old that was living his dream that a few hours ago was getting ready to play the biggest game of his NFL career, and there's probably nowhere else in the world he wanted to be. And now he fights for his life. And when DeMar Hamlin falls to the turf and when you see the medical staff rush to the field and both teams are on the field, you realize this isn't normal. You realize this isn't just football. And so many times in this game and in our job as well, we use the cliches, you know, I'm ready to die for this. I'm willing to give my life for this. It's, it's time to go to war. 
And I think sometimes we use those things so much, we forget that part of living this dream is putting your life at risk. And tonight, you know, we got to see a side of football that is extremely ugly, a side of football that no one ever, that side of football that no one ever wants to see mm-hmm. or never wants to admit exists. When you see both teams on the field crying in that way, your first thought is DeMar Hamlin. Yep. The second thought is his family. And this isn't about a football player, right? This is about a human. This is about a brother. This is about a son. This is about a friend. This is about someone who is loved by so many that you have to watch go through this. I, um, I dealt with this before, and I watched my teammates for days come to my hospital bed and just cry. I had them call me and tell me that they didn't think I was going to make it. And now this team has to deal with that, and they have no answers. Mm -hmm. And so the next time I think that we get upset at our favorite fantasy player (laughs) or we're we're upset that the the guy on our team doesn't make the play and we're saying he's worthless and we're saying you get to make all this money, we should remember that these men are putting their lives on the line to live their dream. And tonight, DeMar Hamlin's dream became a nightmare for not only himself, but his family and his entire team. Yeah, well, well said and well done by, uh, yep. by Ryan. Because uh, it's a really tough. I I thought every all the broadcasters last night that were on the game did a great job. Did a great job. Uh, I do have a piece of uh, of news. This is uh, Valerie Lyons, who's a television reporter in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. She says breaking. UC Medical now tells us there will be no update on DeMar Hamlin tonight. No word on when to expect an update tomorrow. In the meantime, Bengals and Bills fans continue to gather outside the hospital. That's uh, Valerie Lyons, WCPO Mm -hmm. in Cincinnati. So no update expected uh, tonight. And, yeah, Mm -hmm. we've we've been talking about this, the fact that everybody wants an answer, everybody wants news, everybody wants – it's just everybody's going to have to – take their time yeah you just have to wait the body has to have some time to heal to recover to do whatever is going to happen like i we also don't know what happened last night right we, we you know the, uh, there's a lot of speculation on what caused that the the, the cardiac the only thing you know officially is it was cardiac arrest yes but you know there's all the commodio cardius and the, we don't know if that's what it was that's just speculative. It is speculative. Um, and Even if it's a doctor speculating, it's still speculative. Like, you have to wait to find out exactly what happened. Yes, we do. We do. And uh, that information will ultimately come. We're hoping for the, I have no choice but to believe he's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think all the prayers, all that stuff is real, makes a difference. Um. Yeah, and on a separate note, completely separate, before we get Sedano and Cappy in here, we were talking about USC's national championships. Do you count UCLA's split national championship in 1954? Okay, we're going back to 1954 first. Wow. But it was a split. They did not. It was a split because there was a rule back then that you couldn't go to the Rose Bowl two years in a row, and they had gone to the Rose Bowl the year prior. So they weren't allowed to play in the game. It was that's You didn't actually play in the, the championship game, so it's different. 
But so did, I it, count it because they didn't have the ability. They were not allowed to. It wasn't because they didn't get there. They weren't able to make it. So I get it. So UCLA's split national championship does count, but USC's does not. Because the rule was that they couldn't <laughs> go very, to play in the game. They were there. They were. Great they should have played in, it. in that statement, Bergman. You can say whatever you'd like. They are very, very different situations. All right. Uh, right now, uh, stepping into the studio, Shadano and Cap. All right. Uh, for the first time in 2023, I think uh, just about everybody. So Ireland will be back tomorrow. Shadano and Cappy are here. Uh, Shadano, Cappy, how was the uh, holiday? You feeling okay? Uh, yeah, doing, it was everybody? okay. Uh, you know, it was a lot of stuff going on, but uh, you know, we're here, which is good. And considering what transpired last night, I think that's something everybody should yeah, feel good about. Absolutely. Here, absolutely. You know? Were Gosh, you watching yeah. the game? Um, yeah. So I was watch. I was in the car initially. Yeah. Um, so I heard Kevin Harlan. I was listening to Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner do the game uh, on Sirius XM Radio. I guess they were doing the Westwood One call. Right. And uh, I was picking up my daughter from somewhere and going back home and listening. And you could hear like immediately the gravity in Kevin Harlan's voice yeah. and Kurt Warner. Uh, and then when I got home, I was able to see it. Um, and then I went back on social media and found the you know, the instance of when it happened. Um, and yeah, it's just jarring to watch, man. I mean. It's something that I feel like we all kind of say and we kind of trivialize, mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, someone in that sport eventually, you know, is going to it's going to be really serious. Right. And here it is. And now we're all like, oh, wow. Yeah, that is really possible. It's different when you actually visualize. Sure. It. Yeah. Absolutely. Cappy. Yeah. But no one really thought like somebody's going to get, you know, somebody's going to have cardiac arrest on the field. You know, like we've seen a player like Tua. You know, get up and crumble to the ground, and we're like, man, the head injuries, you know, sure. the, the concussions, man, it's it's a real problem for the NFL. But I mean, I can't imagine that any of us would have ever thought that this is where we'd be starting the year. Well, I don't think you anyone know? thought we'd be starting the year here, but I, I mean, I absolutely think because the sport is so violent that this was eventually something we were going yeah, to see. Yeah, well, here's the thing, though. I mean, I the the head issue the the concussion issue i think is real and ongoing and that's all connected yeah but this is like a one in a million shot this, well more this more than one in a million this, I mean, it's like one this in a tackle a similar tackle was made probably 200 times this weekend right. but you know but, sure. but mace but what we don't know is and and this is what i'm sure everybody here has been doing all day whether it's listening to medical experts or contacting medical experts or trying to find some little inkling of information what we don't know is does did the, did the young man have a pre-existing condition of some sort, or will we find out that it was just simply the trauma of the hit to the chest? Because, as we all know, I mean, the padding today that the players use in the NFL sure. is so different than what it was a generation ago. The pads are so much smaller. Everybody wants to wear less, be lighter, be more mobile, etc. And so, was it simply a matter of the hit to the chest that caused the trauma, or might we find out that there is more to the story that we wouldn't have known going in? I, either way, what does it really matter? Right? Yeah, I mean, what's it, what, exactly. You know, what does it matter? I mean, uh, I, 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 listen, guys, I, I've done, and as everybody here has done, literally dozens and dozens and dozens of NFL game broadcasts. Yep. As I said to my kids last night, hold on here, because my one daughter said, Dad, go back to the basketball game. Let's go watch the Lakers. There's, there's nothing going on. I said, no, hold on. We've never seen an ambulance come onto the field before. Has anybody ever seen an I, ambulance? Yeah, I, I have been told it has happened. I don't recall a specific incident. Me neither. Uh, when Dennis Bird, um, the Jets, okay. uh, broke his neck, I remember that. Now, so, so that's a great example, George. So, so Dennis Bird is a good example. Um, do you guys remember the name Mike Utley from the yeah, early sure. 90s? Yeah, sure. Mike Utley, yeah. Right? See, the thing is, is that when those guys 
were taken off the field. Now, I don't remember the, the ambulance, George, perhaps you do, but, but when those guys were taken off the field, at the moment, we don't know that they're paralyzed. In fact, in Utley's case, he gave the thumbs-up sign, yeah. if you guys may recall. Um, so this was, this was different than anything I know I'd ever seen, and I was on the sidelines for NFL games for 20 years. I've never seen that before. Yeah, and, I, I have not either. And it was, you know, just watching a lot, it was chilling. It was, if you read the, the text of what, uh, what Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were saying, they there was no clear incident i mean in fact joe buck said uh you know this is what joe burrow does so well after um after t higgins made that run and threw underneath and 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 then troy said i i think there's a buffalo bills player down mm-hmm. um and nobody because knew he stood up and then collapsed correct and it wasn't like an obvious uh, like we we're saying this this hit happens a lot this hit has happened hundreds of thousands of times and has not led to this right uh by the way got a uh but did you honestly think it would never happen i mean you couldn't be that naive in a sport that violent right it's like boxing right yeah boxing you know it happens and and, but i i would have expected a concussion a head injury but you i mean listen i'm not trying to be like macabre or even trivial about this like it, the sport is brutal because of the way it's brutal and i understand sure. the padding has changed and all things like that but you're still collide you're the way that it's been described to me over the years by guys who played this game was basically that we are literally having car crashes with our bodies yeah multiple times a game and in some cases yeah. you know almost 100 times a game so it's it's inevitable that somebody's body was going to give out at some point, unfortunately. And hopefully that this gentleman, this young man's body does not give out and we can he can live a, a long, prosperous life after this. But the eventuality in a sport that's so physical um, and so brutal was that this was the case. But by the way, it also, I would say, adds a layer to the bravery that it takes to play a sport like sure. this or to be a boxer or whatever. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like to take the type of hits that these people are taking, it it should bring a completely newfound respect sure. because of the yeah. of, of how fragile this all can be. These are very dangerous jobs. Yeah. Very dangerous jobs. Um, Josh Reed is a reporter in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says he just spoke with Damar Hamlin's uncle. Damar was originally on 100% oxygen, is now down to 50%. Okay, that's good. Says the family's hanging in there, thank Bills fans of Buffalo uh, and Bengals fans, uh, and ask for uh, continued prayer. So maybe that's a piece of good news that comes out of all this. Uh, not necessarily expecting, you know, a an update tonight. No, absolutely not. I would imagine that this will take days, even weeks, I think, perhaps, before we find out um, that he is in the clear, and hopefully that is the case. Well, you know, this gets back to what you guys were just talking about, which is what happens now with the season, which I think is a somewhat natural progression of thought process. Because I know last night, if you were following on social media, there were a lot of people questioning, well, what are they going to do about this game? Because it was a big game going in, because of their records, et cetera, et cetera. Now, all of that conversation is not as important today because we're talking about a kid in his life and by all accounts this is a great kid so we're all rooting and cheering and praying and everything else sending positive vibrations etc to this young man and his family but as far as the rest of the season you know just talking to people around the league today 
Um, and I'm not talking about hundreds. I'm talking about two or three guys that I was talking to saying, do you think you guys are going to play this weekend? And there's a lot of, I, I think, thought inside of teams saying, we have to wait and find out. Yeah, you shouldn't play until you know there's some sort of resolution right. to his status. Although right. we're now talking about you know whether or not they you know they they have the flexibility to be able to not play this weekend, right? Because they've got the they've the got bye the, week between the, the championship week. game and the Super Bowl. Uh, but at the same time, you've got to make that decision relatively quickly because yeah. teams got to get ready for games. I would, I would just do it right now. There's no reason to play this weekend. You think no reason to play? Nope. I um I would guess again just not necessarily a pure opinion here but just talking to some people I would guess that by tomorrow around this time there will be a decision by the league and a lot of that decision might be about his status um mm-hmm. I'll get deeper into it cuz I've I've got a few texts from some people that okay. that have uh you know kind of given me some indications and again I'm not saying it's 100% accurate I'm just telling you some some people inside the league with some thoughts but um, I would think by tomorrow afternoon around this time, we may have an answer as to, yes, the league is going to go on and play week 18 is scheduled, or no, we, we need to, to delay and push back. Yeah, and I think, by the way, the, you're, you're right. The news we get in the next 24 hours is going to be critical to making that uh, decision. Uh, yeah, without for sure. question. I mean, 100%. we're going to see exactly what. what By the way, on. and there's nothing wrong in waiting a little bit. No, just like last night, there was no. I mean, there were people yeah. saying cancel the game, cancel the game, cancel the game. Well, you know what? They deliberated. Coaches talked. Players talked. And, and players' the way, union. They knew they were going to cancel. Oh, that game, absolutely. But they, they did knew. not let everyone know because the minute they let anyone know that can have reach to the public. That entire stadium, all of a sudden, is a herd yeah. leaving the stadium, which then could have caused an issue for the ambulance for the going ambulance. two miles away to the hospital. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, good point. Well, you know, it, it's a it's a it's a different comparison, but I remember when the NBA didn't play. Um, remember, all of a sudden, they just didn't play on March 11th. They, they, they just canceled all the games, and it was like, oh, they have to cancel the rest of the season. And then they went to the bubble, and then the Bucks protested after the shooting in. Um, or the right. stabbing in, in Kenosha. Yep. And it was like, everything feels like, unpre- when something feels unprecedented and there's no handbook for what you do next, you just take a breath. Yeah. <laughs> just take a breath and give it some time. And, um, you know, I think that's really where the NFL is right now. Like, there's, you know, you just, like, it's unprecedented right now. So don't right. be in a rush to decide. And, and but, by the but way, there is a time issue in terms of giving teams clarity on how they prepare. And, and what we've learned here, okay in the last, I don't know, decade plus, yep. is that there's always going to be someone that's going to criticize you no yeah. matter what you do. Yeah. So you might as well take your time and feel good about whatever it is the yeah. decision you're going to make. And that applies to this or anything, really. You know. Yeah, and in fact, there was that scene last night when um, they, they the cameras catch the two coaches, the referees, and a league executive. I don't know who the woman was. but Yeah, pre- she apparently goes to every uh, Monday night game. I heard... Donna Ponte. I know who Donna she is. Ponte. She used to work for the go. Dolphins. Yeah. 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 So um, there's that scene where she's holding a cell phone and she kind of hands it off to one coach. He hands it off to the other coach. They hand it back to her. And while we don't have official word as to who was talking to who, I don't know if it was Troy Vincent on the other end of the phone or if it was Roger Goodell on the other end of right. the phone. But, but everybody is, is communicating in that moment, what should we do? Can your guys go back out? Should we, I, I mean, I'm just kind of you know guessing here yeah, what the right. conversation was, but... I mean, you talk about the intensity of a situation where, and I heard you saying this earlier, Mason, I agree. I mean, I think ESPN did a phenomenal job last night yeah. 
of covering this. Yep. Lisa um, Salters did a masterclass. She was fantastic. And her last, her last yes. uh, stand-up was with Van Pelt. Yeah. With right. Van Pelt was so powerful. I mean, you could just feel the emotion that she was, you know, feeling and and how she was trying so hard to keep it together, but yet she was just cracking. And as a viewer, you could just feel, you know, what what she was giving us because she was on the spot. You know, um, but that that scene down below the stadium where they're they're talking and they're communicating and they're trying to figure it out. I mean, it just was a very intense night, obviously for everybody involved, but for for we, the television viewing audience, we've just never seen anything like it. before. Right. It was chilling and not knowing was scary and watching the reactions from players was scary. Um, I mean, the the whole yeah. thing. And, you know, we were. We were in the. I think everybody was in the dark when it when it happened and yeah. exactly what was going on beyond that ring of players. We did find out that there was there were life saving procedures underway, and we've talked to multiple guys, Kirk Morrison, Toy Cook today, that that you know the fact that it happened there with so many medical professionals and first responders there is actually a benefit. Was that a it benefit exactly. in a situation like that because that can happen at a random football yeah. game anywhere. That doesn't have that kind of medical attention um, that can, where a person could be expedited that quickly. Yeah. 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 A friend of mine today said he's a doctor, a team doctor, and he said, um, other than being in a hospital, uh, an emergency room, if this were going to happen to you, the best possible place Ooh. it could happen would be on an NFL football field because there's actually protocols in place as to how to handle situations like these. And there's all kinds of medical staff right there on the spot. And there's a hospital waiting, you know, should something happen along the way. It's just that we never see it happen. So we don't even know about this stuff. And then we find out about it after the fact. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, and it's been a weird day to do. So it has weird, been a weird huh? day. Very weird day. Very weird day. Yeah. I see you're wearing your SC shirt, though. I am. He always does that. In solidarity? In solidarity. Okay. I, I it's always, just a bowl game. I always wear a meaningless one to boot. Yeah, I right. always I mean, wear the. I always rep the team that lost, even though they lost. Mm. Did you do that, is with that the your Dodgers move? too? Yeah, yeah, that is my move. That's a yeah. mace move. Hashtag mace move. Hashtag mace. Move. Hashtag exactly. loyal. Yeah, real, loyal. real, real fan. I'm life. there. I'm there. Yeah. I mean, the defense isn't, but I'm there. Yeah, the defense was not. Mm. Oof. Mm. Oof. Well, there's that a lot of celebrating down, going though. on in my house, though. I can tell you that. Right, because you have a daughter that went to Tulane. My daughter was going crazy, and um, all of her friends they were all going nuts and. You know, I don't think anybody, in fact, George and I were tweeting yesterday, this is the beginning of the game, I think SC had a 14-0 lead, and we're like, look, it's a different level of competition. Tulane had yeah. a really nice year in a really nice mid-major conference, but they don't play in the Pac-12, and they don't play against teams like SC, and they don't see players of the caliber of SC. But I will say, it goes back, George, to something that Fat Jack had said to us, which is, this time of year, especially in meaningless bowl games. Who wants to be there? Yeah, right. who's got the motivation? Who wants it? Yeah. 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 And Tulane had something to say. Although, i got to be honest. When, they were, when, we, when uh, the Trojans were up 14, uh, five minutes left, Juan said, okay, we can turn the game off. It's yeah. over. I'm like, mm. you clearly have not watched the USC defense yeah. because this game is not over. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, their defense is, look, it's been a consistent, uh, constant issue the entire season. We've talked about that. Yeah, we have. When you were sitting here saying they were going to win the national championship uh, in his first year, well, whatever you said. But I said their defense is terrible. They were a win away from getting to the playoff. They were a win yeah, away. Yeah, they were. All, beat, I get it. But beat Utah once, and they're in the yeah, playoff. Yeah, but you don't know if they beat Utah. Even, By the even way, how many points would Georgia have it scored It was like 52-51 oh the first God. game. <laughs> right. 
What's that? It was 52, 42, 51. 42, 41, the, I think. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. 41, I think 51. Yeah. Oh, because the U.S., that would be yeah. more points. Yeah. Point that is, would be it was very, a one-point yeah. game. Yeah. So, but nonetheless, the second time they played, I mean, their defense is still bad. Yep. But, but. <laughs> it's a but, bad matchup. Styles but, make fights. Yeah, that's a bad matchup for in the addition to, But in addition to the bad defense. To have a special team screw up. That oh my was, goodness! That was on major. a kickoff return yeah. that ultimately leads to a safety, which yeah. means then yeah. Tulane's going to get the ball back. I mean, right. the, everything kind of had to go Tulane's way. Yeah, yeah. and it did. Yeah. Yeah, it also was, meant a whole lot more to them. Oh my of God! Course, yeah, it, no doubt. Sure, I, I mean, mean, no doubt. The, I, I, I mean, no offense, Scott, but I, I wasn't sure that. Like they had a team still. Oh, oh no, oh, they, they had do? a good year. Oh, hey, Momo, sure, my, yeah. my daughter said to me, she was dad. When I picked Tulane, I didn't know I was going to a football school. Yeah, you weren't. Like it was. <laughs> that was one of those ones. Did they cancel football a couple right. years ago? Yeah. Like that wasn't. There was a bunch of schools that did no, that. We and, saw. And look, and and on one Yeesh. hand, you might say, hey, look, these guys can go out and recruit now, and they can get into houses that they couldn't get into before because yeah. they can walk in and go, we just beat USC in the Cotton Bowl. But on the other hand, they can't pay. The real exactly. The reality is they will not compete. In the NIL world. But here's what I will tell you. Louisiana is such a rich state when it comes to football that you can get the secondary Maybe you kids. will get. You're, oh, you'll get the secondary. You and you can, pay, still you, be, secondary you can kids. still be really good. Yeah. No, yeah. no different than how a school like Central Florida or South Florida Correct. get the fourth and fifth kid from yeah. Miami, Florida, and Florida State. Yeah. Or teams like San Diego State or yeah. Fresno State, they get the, the fourth and fifth kid that doesn't go to USC and UCLA. Right. Or Stanford. That's possible. Right. Well, give uh, Stanford a little love. Yeah. Tomorrow I'm going to call for the <laughs> Which firing. Is just Momo's here. Tomorrow I'm going to call for the firing of the defensive coordinator. I didn't want to do that. The today. Grinch? The Grinch. Yeah. You're <laughs> going to be the, the Grinch on the Grinch? Thing. The Grinch who stole New Year's. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, coming up, uh, Shadano and Cappy. Will not as many shenanigans today. Not a no. lot of shenanigans. No. We'll have maybe an occasional one. Right. But, right. you know. That's okay. Yeah. It'll be organic. Yeah. yeah. Um, they will have the latest on Demar Hamlin throughout the afternoon. Any information that comes in on that yeah. story, they Still will Still can guarantee break. there'll be some stupidity, though. I just okay. don't know what. Yeah. It, it, we we did a stupidity. Won't be plan, it won't be planned stupidity. Right. Is the point. I was a little stupid. Yeah, you were. I forgot. I forgot. SC. You know, I wasn't cl- totally clear. Yeah, on the Momo national thought champion. USC never won a national. I was like, did they win? I feel like there was some confusion around. I couldn't Come remember. On. It was a long time you ago. That and I was like, I could be wrong. No, I knew they were really good. Yeah. I just couldn't remember the details. Yeah. In football? Yeah. It was fuzzy. Yeah. She. She Have said, you not slept recently? She said USC no, I don't never really. won a national championship. <laughs> Two children. Like, I know. I know the feeling. <laughs> One's a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, I'll let you know. Ireland is back in studio. But I own it. You know, I own my stupidity. We will do a traditional Mason and so Ireland we... show with uh, the latest on uh, Ireland all the big back. stories. Yeah. Plus, we will goof around tomorrow. Yeah. Ireland. My goodness. That guy. It, it, see, I know they fly charter, which is great. Yeah. yeah. But imagine how many frequent flyer miles he would have gotten. Oh, man. From you know? that trip? I mean, yeah. they've just been gone forever. Like, I just... We wound up doing two shows together, one show in, in person studio. yeah, in December. Yeah. Uh, hey, this portion of the show brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Southern California chill all season long. Coming up next for you is Shadano and Cappy here on 710 ESPN.